22 and 25-year-old boys are on the family cell plan, but they log in and pay their account each month. My sons are 100% independent at 22 and 25. I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm literally. Who I, asked you? I always sound sarcastic when I say things. I've had that problem yes. my whole life. No matter what I say, or I try. It sounded sarcastic when I said, "I'm happy for you." I didn't mean it to be sarcastic. I'm happy for you. That's I'm, that's I, good I, for you I and your kids. I meant it to be sarcastic. I don't care. I think you ought to stop bragging. Anybody who does better than me is bragging. <laughs> Anybody who does worse than me, I would like to belittle. <laughs> I had a uh I had one of those better than your calendar age is moments in your life where you realize various things mm. for recognizing your age I think. Right. First time you get pulled over by a cop and he's younger than you or she's younger than you. Is a thing. First time <laughs> wow. you meet with a doctor and they're younger than you. Yep. That's a thing. Yep. Um there's lots of examples like that. I mentioned I went to get bagels at a place and he said, and with Did you the fight a guy, and he, <laughs> I started screaming about <laughs> dating online, and then I yeah. punched some people. Um, and the guy said, and with the senior discount, that's five fifty. Stupid biting your lip. Oh, sorry. And the guy said, and with the senior discount, that's five fifty. And I, I didn't ask for a senior discount. He just offered it to me because wow. just look. And I didn't qualify, by the way, which means I need a skin product. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, they're offering senior discounts without and giving a tasteful to pay. Speaking of sarcasm, I realized I've reached this age, and I just if if it's a younger person, when I make a sarcastic comment. They take it literally, and I'm just a confused old person. Wow. I can no longer make jokes with young people anymore. Uh, on vacation, I bought some coffee at uh, Legoland. And, of course, at a resort, they charge a lot for everything. Sure. And I got a, a latte for my wife, and it was like $9 for a cup of coffee. Or something. I don't remember what it was, but it was a lot. And I said, well, that's reasonably priced. She said, most people don't think that's very reasonable, but, um, yeah. No, she, no, no. Because no. I'm an older man, right. she just thought, and she's like 22. He's so, no longer capable. Well, right, of exactly. <laughs> right. To a 22 year old, I might as well be 80. Right. And, uh, and right. She, you know, she's not going to think I'm joking. And I've had that happen several times in the last couple of weeks where I try to make a sarcastic compliment with the cool young person and they just think I'm a confused old person. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's good you have that self So I gotta quit anyway. doing it. I gotta quit trying to make the joke. You certainly don't. You just you need to keep telling us about it when it doesn't work on this show. <laughs> it's just terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to decide whether to tell a story. That's a really go ahead. Michael, Michael always says go ahead. Yeah, the I, enabler. I like your attitude. Let me consider it further. You can call these people yimbies. Yes, in my backyard, Jack. It's Hollywood types uh, who are embracing having homeless shelters and services in their neighborhoods. I got to admire their sincerity because there are a heck of a lot of the rich and powerful and connected who are all in favor of, uh, oh, we've got to help these people. They're just they're one bad break away from uh, being uh, back in their homes, blah, blah, blah. They're completely naive about the bums and junkies, and they want them in your neighborhood, but not theirs. Well, these at least these people are, are saying, no, it's it should be in our neighborhood. They call themselves Selah, which is uh, an acronym for Silver Lake, Echo Park, Los Feliz, at a bunch of places in Hollywood. Um, and it's a bunch of screenwriters and actors and, and all who are setting up all these services and writing their own hoods. I appreciate their sincerity. They will, I have a feeling, like anybody who deals with the quote-unquote homeless, come to some conclusions that surprise them after a while. 
they'll understand, oh, a lot of these people are bums and junkies who don't actually want to do the things that, the, you know, this reminds me of the millennial discussion and being and living in mom and dad's house, whatever. These are a lot of people who aren't willing to take on the responsibilities that it takes to have a home and live a productive life. And I wonder how long it'll last. But like I said, I appreciate their, at least their consistency, their non-hypocrisy. Well, I saw a lot of the homeless in the L.A. area, including Hollywood, as I was just there with my son. And if you've got a camper parked on a street and you're getting drunk every day or high or whatever you're doing with some other people that are your friends. You never have to go to work. You get up whenever you feel like it. uh, And nobody tells you to do anything. How am I going to convince that person that you should uh, start showing up to a job you hate on time every day and doing stuff you don't want to do with an idiot telling you what to do? Which is, you which admit is... it's a bad argument. You can't convince somebody of it. <laughs> well, well, it's, it's I, a I, tough I argument see to their make. Point. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh, and by the way, you're going to have to fill out lots and lots of ta- paperwork and whiz into this cup, and you know a hundred other things. Bathe semi regularly. When am I supposed to get drunk with my friends? Oh, well, I suppose you could do it Friday night or whatever, but yeah, this week you're busy. Away. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, I, seriously, I'm I, it's seriously, if I'm if I'm raised in a completely different way than I was, right. and I'm 22 years old and I'm pulling it off. You're a junkie in Seattle, for instance. Or just did like getting drunk every day with my friends in the park. Okay. They're laying in the park drinking beer. Right. While we're working. Right. Lots of people are B- beautiful weather drinking in the park. Looking at the girls, or, or the guys, or whatever. Probably getting busy now and then, having some sex with their, whatever. All this stuff. They're living a party. And if, if I wasn't raised with some, uh, you know, idea of thinking for the future, or self-worth, or whatever. Right, pride. How are you going to convince me to go sit in that cubicle and type into it all day long for hardly any money? Right. Because the town where you live feeds you. Clothes you, medicates you, gives you needles if you need needles. In this case, you're just a drinking man. But, you know, why would you make the decision to be productive when it was so easy to be unproductive? Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't, make it, you can't make it that easy. And obviously people don't. People are taking that other route. They're saying, <clears throat> you know, I'm doing okay here. Yeah. Kind of, you, good luck with your job today. I'm going to have a party. Yeah. You know, we've talked to a number of cops, and we've gotten some great emails from cops uh, through the, especially the last couple of years when we've been talking about the West Coast bum explosion. And and uh, there are a lot of really good cops, a lot of really good people who are cops, and they they hate it when people have bad lives. They would love to see them turn their lives around. You can't feel it too deeply, or it would tear you apart. But and and they talk about, and it's amazing the consistency. It's become so easy. Well, that's backwards. It used to be so much harder to be a useless bum, to be unself-reliant, to be a leech on society, to be spreading filth and disease and wasting the precious moments you have in your life. It would be hard because you were being run out of here, run out of there, arrested, whatever. And you think, I can't be a junkie anymore. This sucks. If you remove the, this sucks, from being a filthy junkie, I'm going to go slowly now so you can follow me, you're going to get more junkies. That's exactly what we're seeing. How could L.A. have a 12% increase in homelessness last year to this year? How could that be? Spending gazillions of dollars. Right. Right. Um, I don't it's, understand. Uh, it's damn near 60,000 people now. And that's L.A. And obviously a lot of people, well, wherever you live... 
if you're not seeing this, God bless you. Be hardcore. Uh, and, and I'm not a lunatic. I'm a compassionate man. You might not get the idea, but it's true. Um, you've got to go hardcore resisting that oh, yeah. coddling bums and junkies political philosophy. It sounds appealing. It sounds Christian, if I may. It doesn't work. And uh, and if you're if you decide to be the town in your county that, you know, we're going to take care of these people, you'll end up with all of them. Right. You will end up with all of them. Yep. Um, speaking of the Christian thing briefly, I was listening to the talk radio friends of ours, the fabulous John and Ken, bringing up this angle, which hasn't been dealt with because it's complicated. The church angle of all this homeless stuff. I'm pro-church. I'm pro-religion. I like the whole the, the idea of helping. The Bible. That's right, sir. Governments making bad decisions and churches. They're just really laying out the red carpet of food and welcoming to the homeless people and it's increasing the problem. Right. And what do you do? What do you do with that? Well, the beauty of private charity is that if a church decides, you know, this is counterproductive, this is not working. Uh we were well-meaning, but it ain't happening. But they, they haven't decided they haven't decided that yet. Well, yeah, I know that, but uh, you know, they can turn it around and change it. Once you get a government bureaucracy started, it is as permanent as the moon that Neil Armstrong strolled on this week. 50 years ago. Oh, speaking of which, this is so dang funny. Do you have more ranting and raving to do? No, well, always. On this that topic. was dismissive. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. Yeah, that was like Jack. It sounded sarcastic. <laughs> you know what? I'd like to apologize for that. It was dismissive. It was inappropriate. It was disrespectful. And I can't find what I was looking for. Well, we got to take a break anyway. Do we? Yeah. Look at that. Uh, listen. <laughs> that reminds me I had a... One of America's major newspapers with a story so ridiculously stupid and inaccurate it makes you think the government should close them down awesome oh it's stunning stay I, with I us i want to hear that in a parenting moment that i thought was interesting the other day so with, yeah, that, righty, that probably every parent's ever had on the way armstrong and getty Son, over vacation, that coming up. Ah, one of those pivotal moments, huh? So the New York Daily News tweeted this out today. Days before the historic walk on the moon, Apollo 11 took off from Earth 50 years ago today. So far, so good. They go on. Four days later, John Glenn would step onto the only other planet we've ever walked on. Wait, what? Uttering the famous, one small step for a, for a man, one giant step for mankind. And where are you reading this from? A tweet from the New York Daily News. Wow, how do John you get... Glenn, planet. <laughs> the moon isn't a planet. How do you get that wrong? I don't know. That's no moon. That's, that's a, a Death Star. I guess that's... that's <laughs> it's not a Death Star. That's, it's the moon. That's one guy tweeting, so it doesn't have to run by an editor or anything. I guess. <laughs> he will in the future. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty weak. Yeah. Don't call the moon a planet, dude. Or her. It, you know, they let ladies do social media uh, now. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, you, we know women aren't good at the STEM stuff. <laughs> now, the spelling, <laughs> teaching, what, what was it? Google, uh, Google might deny it and fire you for saying so, but wow. the ladies don't like the math. There's a high percentage of people that know Neil Armstrong was the guy. I mean. Yeah, I know. John I know. Glenn was what? 
orbiting the Earth? He was the first man in space, the first the spa- uh, okay. American to circumnavigate the globe. Uh, he was. Uh, I think he circled the Earth first. Yeah, first to orbit the Earth. After old uh, Yuri, what's his ass? Uh, the uh, the Russians cosmonaut. had done. Russians had done a monkey, and then some uh, communist. They're all communists. <laughs> what was his name? Yuri Gregarin, yeah. right? So first American to orbit the Earth, and the fifth person and third American in space was John Glenn. And you can't, you can't fail to recognize how scary that would be to find out the Russians have a spacecraft that can go into space and go around Earth, and we don't. Right. Right. You'd uh, plant a man on the moon with a rifle, just take pot shots at us all day well, long. everybody had nuclear weapons at that time and pointing right. them at each other. So now they can fly around anywhere in space with nuclear weapons. Right. So was right. the fear more military military kind of um, uh, improvements rather than surveillance state sort of stuff? Well, there was the practical aspect of it, which was primarily military. But there was also the uh, huge symbolic aspect, which was... A lot of regimes or or a lot of people around the world were looking at the communist ideal, how to run their country, and the free market, the the liberty ideal, which we were representing. And which one was actually more effective? And the Soviets uh, had a pretty good claim to, wait a minute, if the state just gets everybody to work together, look at what we can achieve. Don't look at these gulags over here. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a blow to our national pride and the very idea of the free market. And so JFK, noted conservative uh, by any modern standard, said uh, not so much. We're going to go to the moon within ten years. How do you like that, Ivan? Huh? Give my thumb right in her Russian eye. Way to go, JFK. <laughs> um. So my my uh, kids had a bit of a dust up the other day, as uh, as siblings will do. Do you ever mm. have that in your house? Oh Lord, <laughs> you should raise a couple of girls. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. More words than uh, actually end up rolling around on the ground. Though. Right, but a long uh, the, the possibility of a long sustained gripe or grudge is, oh, is really? way oh as it was put so brilliantly in the novel Wicked. Men have hot. Anger and it burns out quickly. Women have cold anger and they can sustain it virtually forever. Yeah, that's interesting. I, you know, I've heard I've heard people talk about that because my boys, if they get into a fight, like I got to get up uh, off the couch or come out of wherever room I'm in and get there fast because they're going to be throwing dogs. Yeah. But when it's over, like ten minutes later, often it's completely over. It's as if it never happened. Right. And I have read that the, that the girls get into verbal arguments, say some mean things, and then they're still mad two days later over that oh, same incident. Oh, it can incident. go on for weeks. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, this particular one uh, ended up being a verbal thing, actually, because I got there in time to stop the physical thing. But uh, the older one said something really out of bounds mean that I won't even repeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, um and uh, and I had to have the conversation with them about uh, saying things in anger that you can't take back and the damage that can be done and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah. and he really regretted it and was crying and wish he hadn't said it and everything like that's that. That's a good father. But man, oh man, oh man, that's that's a lesson to learn. Yeah. That's a lesson to learn. But you could you could much more easily hit somebody and then you two get over it than some things you could say. Oh, you by, st- by far. Please, I, I lost my head. I am so sorry. Are you okay? Let me get some ice for you, please. It's over. But are things you can say that they'll never forget in their whole lives? No, no. They might remember it as an 80-year-old. Yeah, yeah, and I think that will be true in this case. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I hope that one sticks. It seemed to make an impression. 
And I took away his pocket knife for uh, for a while as a punishment that he just got for uh, a child with a knife. I, uh, <laughs> wow, I'm not sure that's good parenting. Does he, he do get, like some stick whittling? I yeah, used to do that sort of stuff. He got, I gave him his first pocket knife over vacation, bought it at a, at a place. And, From the, uh, uh, the, the Swiss Army? Yeah, okay. exactly, that kind of thing, and he's so thrilled. He's more thrilled about that than anything that has happened in his life. Both uh, his best friends have pocket knives. And you country folk with your mini bikes and your pocket knives. It's dangerous. <laughs> Have you taught them how to craft a shiv from a toothbrush yet? Casey uh, ends up in prison like the old man. Oh, that's right. You asked me not to talk about that. <laughs> so sorry. I used to look for all sorts of, where's a screw that this thing fits? I got yeah. I to gotta, I gotta screw this in. Well, it's certainly I got these handy. tiny scissors. Yeah. What do I cut? Weirder than the blades for a child, because they'll come up with something to do that with that as young boys, is the corkscrew and the bottle openers. What are, what are you going to do with that? You're not opening any wine. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Facebook under the congressional gun once again. We have more on what was found in the accused child rapist Jeffrey Epstein's Manhattan townhouse safe. And positive Sean's Emmy nominations update just for you. Oh, yeah. Did I ever tell you I taught to Delaney how to mix a gin and tonic? Wow. <laughs> At what age? Eh, she couldn't have been more Nate or not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hilarious. Come on, come on now. So, ongoing homeless conversation, we got uh, an interesting text from somebody that I uh, trust. One thing you guys haven't talked about, there are a surprisingly large number of men who live in the businesses around my workplace. I have a good friend who lives in an auto repair shop. It's not legal, and the city will cite you if they find out. But the cost of living is expensive, and these people make it blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, people who live at their work. If you could either, with their knowledge or not, just sleep there. Yeah. Kind of do the bum bath in the bathroom and change clothes in the morning. You know, we uh, got a couple of emails on recent topics uh, worth mentioning. Number one, it's uh, R writes, I hate to tell you, but not all homeless are drunks and junkies. I live in an RV. A lot of people do. They work, etc. Well, we never suggested all people, all homeless or drunks and junkies. And if you thought we did, you haven't listened to the show enough. But of course not. Of course not. I don't understand how we get these comments from people. I know. I know. Because they're butthurt. But, but, they're how, defensive. but how are you butthurt about that? I would assume that if you're homeless and you're out there, you're looking around and you're seeing most of these people are drunks and druggies. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it doesn't apply to you, I would think you would understand that most of them out there are. There yeah. are plenty of studies to show that that's yeah, true. They just don't want to be thought as of as one, and I get it. Uh, and then we got this note from John. It's a good point. Uh, on the millennial generation moving in with mom and dad, etc. How many of your friends back in the day started post-college life with fifty dollars to $70,000 in debt? It's a fair point. But as usual, nobody ever, and I heard a long featurette by a, a, a woman with tears in her eyes on NPR about college debt and the debt bomb and the rest of it. And uh, as an aside, I, I know a young woman, barely, but I know her, who couldn't finish for personal reasons. So now she's got the debt and no degree, which Oy. is just a nightmare. But uh, nobody spent a single second. They didn't even ask the question in that NPR uh, article, or I'm sorry, report. On why college is so expensive now. You get some of the, well, uh, the government used to subsidize it more. It's not true. Anyway, uh, but it's a good point, John. 
News Thanks now, Marsha Phillips. Well, we've got more problems in the strait. The United Arab Emirates says an oil tanker based in their country has disappeared. Offered no distress call before switching off its tracker over two days ago in the Strait of Hormuz. The comment coming as a U.S. defense official was telling the Associated Press that America has suspicions Iran has seized that vessel. So it belonged to who? The It was based in the United Arab uh, Emirates. Oh, boy. Yeah. So UAE uh-huh. is MBZ. Yep. And he works with MBS, and their yep. main goal in, in life is to get into a dust-up with Iran with the U.S. backing. Oh, they boy. want to eliminate Iran. Right. So this could absolutely be a false flag situation where he's trying to start a war with Iran. Or Iran could have done this. I, I don't know how a ship would disappear. I mean, there are so many different countries monitoring that right. with satellite. I don't, I don't I was know. I just reading this piece. I think it was in the New York Times. They were saying that to avoid the oil sanctions, all these shipping companies, they just have uh, everybody turn off their gear. Right. Uh, you, you go there into the strait. You turn off your gear. You go get a huge shipment of Iranian oil. You drop it off wherever. Then you turn your gear back on. Say, yeah, yeah, we were on vacation or something. Yeah. Right. And they're evading the sanctions pretty easily. So it could be one of those. I don't hmm. know. Anyway, Tehran has not uh, commented on the apparent uh, disappearance of that tanker. Meanwhile, senators are now grilling Facebook on its plans to launch a new digital currency when it's still battling problems with privacy and a host of other issues. Arizona Republican Senator Martha McSally says she doesn't trust Facebook because of the repeated privacy violations and, quote, repeated deceit. Facebook's executive, David Marcus, says the company wants to innovate on behalf of its users. He says if another country were to build a successful digital currency first, the system might be out of reach of U.S. regulations and sanctions. So they're basically saying, trust us to do it correctly. And these hearings have just gotten underway. In other news, we've got two women who are among the accusers of Jeffrey Epstein urging a judge not to grant bail to the multi-millionaire hedge fund analyst as he's waiting trial on federal charges of sex trafficking. How, and how, he, surely he's not going to get bail, is he? Is there anybody think that that's he that he will? Especially now that they found a passport in his safe? I don't think so. I'd be shocked. I assume most billionaires have a, a shorter distance to bail than other people in similar scenarios. No doubt, but surely he's not going to get bail. With I would hope so. current history. As Jack was mentioning, prosecutors found that Epstein kept a passport issued by Saudi Arabia, a country with whom the U.S. does not have an extradition treaty, a passport with Epstein's picture on it, but another person's name on it. You don't accidentally have a passport, so you can go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, in somebody else's name. And he's got the money and connections that he could disappear yep. in an instant, I'm guessing, Yep. Oh, yeah. if they let him out. Yeah. He'll just never be heard from again. In that safe, they also found piles of cash and dozens of diamonds. So they're waiting. The judge is supposedly going to make a ruling on this Thursday morning. And we've got the nominations in now. Let us switch over to Positive Sean, who is sitting at the Emmys desk. So uh, the biggest headline is HBO's uh, Game of Thrones. Never heard of it. I uh, <laughs> got 32 nominations. Wow. That is That defeats the 25-year-old record of most nominations for a single show. That was by NYPD Blue. They had, I think, 25 or 26, something like that. Uh, HBO as a network. Best Dragons. Yes, yeah, really. HBO as a network uh, topped all networks with 137, reclaiming their throne. Netflix took it from them last year. They are second with 117. Nobody else has more than 60 nominations. 
Uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel, second most nominated show with 20. And Chernobyl, the miniseries, got 19 nominations as well. There That's you, third. There you go. I'm not convinced I've ever heard of Marvelous Miss Maisel. Got the oh, second yeah, most nominations. Well, they did wins the awards every year, various awards. And... Charming, delightful tale of a uh, of a woman breaking into stand-up comedy in the Lenny, Lenny Bruce oh, era. right. Right. Okay, sounds cool. I'm sure it's fantastic. But you only got so many hours in your life. How many yep. TV shows you go? Oh, there is a there is a show that I believe is heavily watched in the Jack Armstrong household that is up for an Emmy. Uh, American Ninja Warrior, best reality show. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been making my way through Catch-22, the, the mini-series oh, right. that George Clooney put together. It's freaking, oh, right. it's freaking fantastic. Right. One of the great books about war of all time, and it's like, it's, it's major motion picture quality. And I've seen a couple of episodes, it's just, there's so many great things. It's not like, oh, I gotta see this. There's, there's 50 great things on my phone, 50. 500 great things available right. on my phone right now yeah. as a Netflix subscriber, and I got Hulu also. How many episodes on that uh, puppy? I total? Think six. It's not an ongoing thing, right? It's a I limited think, run. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's telling oh, the story of the book. It's itch, really yeah. good, though. Yeah. There you go. That's I finally your... watched the Queen movie the other night. You want to hear my review of it? What year did now that, that come everybody's out? seen it. The Queen movie last year. Oh, it did? This year? Last year? Yeah, last year. Bohemian oh, Rhapsody. Oh, oh, okay. oh I, see, I, I was picturing Queen so like was Queen I, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, my was, apologies. Oh, yeah. No, okay. the band Queen. Yeah. Okay. I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. What did you think of that? It was entertaining. Yeah. It was so, kind of silly. It's a really good music video. It. That's precisely yep, what yeah. it is. It. It's Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it was silly. Hmm. There you go. That's your There's news. my review. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I'm surprised we don't have a sponsor yet for your movie reviews. <laughs> no kidding. You know, as arguably a musician, um, it, it I had the same reaction to it that lawyers have watching legal dramas. They're like, what? That's not the way. You, if you did that, you'd be disparked. Ah, never mind. But, Hilarious. That's all right. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So it is now, before they go, as their gleaming vehicle sits poised and peaceful out there behind me on pad 39A, that there is time. Uh, if only briefly in this busy morning, to think of those three men and the burdens and the hopes that they carry on behalf of all mankind. That's obviously Walter Cronkite, a little worried whether or not those guys are going to survive. The host of CBS News back in the day, 50 years ago today, that the uh, Apollo 11 lifted off. Carrying men to the moon for the first time ever. Oh, yeah. America held its breath for four days. Waiting. Watching. Were the the only updates, like, once a day from the newspaper? Or what? Like, how was the stream of information? I don't know. But I would guess they broke into regular programming if uh, something major happened. Yeah, there were updates throughout the day on the two to three channels that anybody We'll go ahead and run the Lone Ranger until 5.30 when the evening news comes on and tell you that man has set foot on the moon. I don't think they did that. 
No, 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 no. I remember there was live coverage when they actually touched down. But you certainly didn't. Course. You certainly didn't have the ability to log on to the internet and get instant updates on everything that was going on, like you would now. Didn't have Neil Armstrong tweeting. Man, I didn't realize this ladder was so long. Ha ha ha! <laughs> wow. <laughs> we got this text about the homeless situation. We get lots of texts about the homeless situation. You guys always address the race angle on every topic. So I'm wondering, when are you going well, to discuss the fact that... What, number one, what does that mean? I don't know. When are you guys going to discuss the fact that the, most of the homeless in California are white? And why is that? I would say that the vast majority of homeless people I see are white. Of course, the majority of everybody in the country is white. So, yeah, I but, don't... But what, mm. and, and how come that doesn't get more attention? I mean, you know, you're, not, you're not really living out your white privilege as a, as a white guy under an overpass. You're bad at it. With a... Uh, you know, that's interesting. I, I, I'm i not sure I agree. I'm not sure that's true, and I haven't thought about that much. Well, maybe but, you should think about it now. So well, you can I comment on it since about the it subject came up. I try to have a, a sound opinion before I blather it out. I know that it's statistically it's true. The vast majority of people on welfare are white people. All right. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, just based on my own eyeballs, it certainly seems that most most homeless people are white. Yeah, but is it disproportional? That's what I'd like to know. I mean... You got 53% white people and 80% of the homeless are white people? That would be interesting. But I don't know that to be true. Depends where you are, I reckon. Well, doesn't it cut at least somewhat against the idea that it's uh, easy to make a go of it in this country as long as you're white? If the most oh, people are, homeless people are white people? Yeah, if indeed that's true. Yeah, I just don't know to what extent it's true. Well, you can tee up a, a baseball and a lot of people will still miss when they swing at it. The, the the game could be set up for them to be as easy as it could possibly be, and they're still just not because they're so play. sucky. Yeah, and that's all I ask is that for government and people to understand that some people are sucky. Now that's a nine year old's vocabulary, but and well, I'm not sure I want to go down that road. But there there are plenty of people who are just losers. They're going to be losers. They will always be losers, and there's nothing you can do for them. And I would prefer that you not use the government's gun to take people's money away from them to make them less losery if they don't put any effort into their lives. But, no, that's me. Weirdo libertarian type with your low taxes and your small government. You probably ought to be watched by the FBI. Ah, jeez. What? Text line bringing you down? Yeah, yeah, just I I don't like people. Uh I don't like homo sapiens. (laughs) Some of y'all are just such a pain. (laughs) Well, it's listen, they have psychological problems. They have anger problems. They hate their lives. They take it out on us. I try not to take it personally. So did Some you, days I do better than others. So, you know, the social media, a lot of Twitter and Facebook, they, they, they claim they're trying to uh, keep nasty stuff off there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we know they're trying to a certain effect, as we've heard the stories about the people that do that for a living with Facebook and end up committing suicide because it's so awful right. to see all the posts that are on there. But, um, and uh, Tucker Carlson was making a good point the other night that Twitter has banned... I'm sorry, I'm a Christian man. Who is that guy? Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Twitter right. banned Alex Jones, but there's plenty of Antifa accounts. And shadow banned lots of conservatives, and the websites are crushing their ability to make money. Right, but Tons Antifa Tons of Antifa still- accounts, and they, they get to say whatever they're going to say. Right. Okay. But um, did you see the story about the, 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 the guy who killed his girlfriend and posted a picture of her no. on Twitter? And it was up for, I think, six hours? Missed that, thank goodness. 
I don't know what their algorithms are or how that whole thing works, but people were commenting on it and Jeez, that's sick. Yeah. He 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 this is gruesome. If you don't want to hear gruesome, oh, turn it off. Oh man. He slit her throat. Oh. Then took a picture of okay, it. Okay, so it wasn't like she was poisoned and No. Oh. He slit her throat, took a picture of it, posted it. And people were commenting on it. Oh my god, that's a dead body and stuff like that and just and it was up for hours. Wow. Wow. I don't, yeah. I don't know what process they have. Much like Joe Biden's candidacy, the intentions might be good, but they're just terrible at doing it. They're either unfair or just miss stuff. I recognize that it's really, really hard to do, even with the very best, fairest intentions. It would be right. damn near impossible. Put a nipple on Facebook and see how quickly it gets taken but, down. Yeah, or say something anti-gay. Point. Make a gay joke. Right. And see how long it lasts. So part of the, the problem with the, the algorithms with violence is that it is hard for these programs to distinguish what is essentially a snuff film and what is a news footage of, of some sort of uh, uprising. Or what's a Robert De Niro movie. Right, right. So they're, they're as opposed to nudity where there's a much a clearer... Nipple is a nipple, Sean. Yeah, a, a much clearer dividing line. With, with violence, There's some of this stuff is, is worthwhile news content that they don't want to silence, and they seem to err on the side of letting stuff sure. through. You know, yeah, I I worry about kids seeing that sort of stuff and really getting messed up in their heads. I'm okay with it being a free-for-all. I think their efforts, uh, the cure is often worse than the disease when your big tech giants try to exercise control over the platform. Um, I think they'll always be terrible at it, but that's, that's horrible. Man, people are sick. And it used to be you didn't run into something that sick unless it happened in your town. And that's a rarity. It's a oh, remarkable there would, there rarity. Wouldn't be one in a million people that ever saw something like right, that so now, in their lifetimes. So now we're all subjected to the the worst ugliness all around the world all the time. Man, that's not good for your soul. No, and it gives you a, 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 an erroneous impression of human nature. Human nature's bad, but it's not as bad as the worst two people in the world every day. Right. Right. It's final thoughts with a and G. People on the world right here singing. Hopefully, no more Hitler days. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap up the hour. It's Positive Sean, producer over there. What's your final thought, Sean? Well, I have uh, assembled and uh, aggregated some of my favorite memes from the Raid Area 51 uh, internet phenomenon, and I have put them in one simple place at armstrongandgetty.com. You can go and check out some of the, the memeing that has happened. Our assumed newsman. Mm, assumed? <laughs> I shouldn't read and talk at the same time. Marshall Phillips, Marshall. Hey, you know, I am a registered philatelist, and uh, so I will be acting on that later today. What what is that? Um, I'm a stamp collector. Okay, gotcha. And I've got a fabulous stamp collection. I'm moving product. I've told you guys I'm moving product. I am taking it over to a stamp store and see how much I can get for it. Wow, good for you. Yep. Wow, wow. Get several bids. Michelangelo, final thought? Uh, Yeah, for millennials, you do what I did when I was young. You get a Costco membership, you got a dollar fifty hot dogs, you get some roommates, and you get a Blockbuster video membership. And there you go. You'll be fine. Your life will be very enjoyable. Yeah. Cushy even. Jack, final thought. So we got this text, just for instance. You thought the Queen movie was okay, but just okay, but you loved Birdman. That was the biggest piece of S I've ever seen. So Well, there can be no difference no, in taste well, well, to I that just, angry, just, angry person. Even beyond that. I'm just, sorry you were too dumb to understand Birdman. Well, how do you get how do you get 
angry about somebody else's taste in music <laughs> yeah, no or movies kidding. or food or anything. I'll never understand that. <laughs> you know, I, I this is a real victory for me, too. I hear something like that, and it doesn't really have any effect on me emotionally. It's like act, uh, watching, you know, the wildebeests at the zoo and how they mate. I just think, that's interesting. I mean, that's a troubled person or a moron. It would be impossible nothing on me. for your taste in music or movies to make me angry. Birdman. I just don't care. Came out in 2014. You've been hanging on to this for too long, man. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Armstrong, you really need help. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. A lot of good clicks there. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. We apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. It's this century's nightmare. Jihadism. Armstrong and Getty.